from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. You know, when you're passionate about yeah. something, it just takes over and you just let that passion guide you. I remember sitting at the dinner table with my wife and saying, babe, I got a, an idea. Uh, and she was like, that's why I love you, babe. It's not going to happen, but I still love you anyway. Right? <laughs> Great idea. No. <laughs> <laughs> so we pitched it. You know, I, I wrote up a grant proposal, uh, worked with the Barnes-Jewish Hospital Foundation. I'm Sarah Fenske. Pharmacy jobs are good jobs. Payscale reports that the average St. Louis pharmacist makes well over six figures. Even pharmacists in their first year on the job average $54 an hour. But becoming a pharmacist isn't easy. A consortium of local health care organizations has worked for 14 years to make sure everybody in the area gets what they need to pursue pharmacy careers, not just white people or people from affluent backgrounds. The Best Healthcare Institute is a free summer program. It's open to local high school students who are racial minorities, and it helps get them on the right track for a pharmacy career. And joining us now to tell us more is Stephen Player. He is a vice president of diversity, equity, and inclusion at BJC Healthcare. He's also co-director and co-founder of the Best Healthcare Institute. Stephen, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. We're also joined today by Mario Coronado. Mario is the inpatient pharmacy supervisor at Barnes Jewish Hospital, and he participated in the first Best Healthcare Institute program all the way back in 2008. Mario, welcome. Thank you. Grateful to be here. So, Stephen, let's talk about that 2008 when this was first launched. What was the impetus for this program? Oh, it it was early action to address what we continue, unfortunately, to experience in healthcare today, the disparity of uh, minority representation as health professionals, right? And so many, many studies will help you appreciate that uh, having providers that look like the patients and community they serve increases the likelihood of uh, positive outcomes. And so recognizing that gap, not just for the respective organization that I was a part of, but my community, I'm from St. Louis, uh, I even went to school away and came back, and recognizing that need across the nation and how our, our, our country as a whole is evolving, it's growing, it's becoming more and more diverse. So the need, recognizing the need early, uh, and leveraging a dream, a dream of how individuals poured into me that yielded the success that I have. How can I pay that forward? So you're part of BJC Healthcare, but this wasn't just BJC doing this. It's pretty cool. You guys had collaboration from the beginning. Yeah, we did. Uh, you know, I remember if I take you back, uh, if you, you give me a little bit of grace here, I remember sitting at the dinner table with my wife and saying, babe, I got a, an idea. I want to create a program that invests in minority youth locally that prepares them for uh, future careers in healthcare, spe- specifically pharmacy. And, uh, you know, I want to pour into it the same way we had the opportunity from academics, from exposure, professional development, uh, and I need my organization to pay for it. And by the way, I need them to give the students some money too because otherwise they'll be in uh, summer uh, jobs and they won't have the ability to do that. Uh, and she was like, that's why I love you, babe. It's not going to happen, but I still love you anyway. Right? Great idea. No. <laughs> <laughs> so we pitched it. You know, I, I wrote up a grant proposal, uh, worked with the Barnes-Jewish Hospital Foundation, who have been phenomenal throughout and still are today. 
Uh, and they were all in. And I, I worked with my hospital leadership and as well as my pharmacy leadership. And everyone was on board, but recognizing the cost to stand that up uh, might not be something that we could fully take on at the moment. And so that lent the opportunity to go speak to the first partner we brought on board, which was Express Scripts. So gave the same pitch to their foundation and Literally, they were newbies in their uh, space out there at the UMSL campus, right? And they were looking for meaningful ways to give back to the community. Because they're, they're there in North County. They're right there in North County, right? Uh, and, and, and so even in the Promise Zone space, right? And so they were like, this is perfect. You know, we would love to participate. It blends well with our mission. Uh, and we want to go in 50-50. And we want to actually assign a, a co-director and and so it's no air you know none of that uh, no this is all just a bjh Jewish hospital thing no we have got to collaborate more and more as much as we can with our community partners so we did that and then finally gave the proposal to the st louis college of pharmacy now university of health science and pharmacy right uh, and of course, they were all on board too, trying to figure out ways to diversify their student rank and file. So it was sort of a win-win all the way around, and everyone jumped right in, and and uh, from there it took off. How did how long did it take from your wife going, "Nah, you're not going to be able to do this," to you going, "Hey, babe, I'm doing it." Uh, I think just over dinner, right? So it was the dinner, and then the next day I just started writing. And I'm not a, a you know a big writer by any means, but you know when you're passionate about yeah. something, it just takes over, and you just let that passion guide you. And you you know St. St. Louis is a relationship town, right? So I had great relationships within BJC Healthcare. Everyone was on board. It was at a great time uh, for us, uh, and. You know, had relationships at Express Scripts, right? And so reaching out to them and, and getting a, a, just the opportunity to give the pitch, which mm-hmm. we all don't do, right? Uh, and it, it draws me back to I was a member of uh, Leadership St. Louis, right? Focus St. Louis. And they challenge you uh, around um, creating the unreasonable ask. Right. This is the very it, definition this of that. This is the very definition, right? <laughs> but you got a lot of yeses. And, yes. And so that led to this launch. This is in 2008. Mario, this is where I want to bring you in because I imagine now you guys can point to like you've got a 14-year track record. Like this thing is working great. How do you go about deciding to apply for something where it's like this is like a dream. They've never done this before. But sure, like let's just devote our summer to this program. It, it, like Stephen said, it's, it beat getting a summer job. <laughs> Which that was the decision. I was getting ready for the job search, and uh, one of my uncles saw a brochure uh, pamphlet for it, and I applied. And a couple months later, I was on the campus of the St. Louis College of Pharmacy. It was incredible. And so, when you agreed to do this, like, how big of a commitment is this? Like, you know, you're just showing up for a weekend. Oh, was it four weeks then? Uh, Yes, we started with four with the first group. Mm -hmm. um, Yeah, you know, almost. Felt like your entire summer when you're 16. Yeah. Uh, and then to go back the next year, another six for that six-week program. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're take, not just signing on for one year. The idea is if this is working, you'd come back. The idea is you're building relationships with these students and uh, hopefully following them for their career even. And so, Stephen, you get this this class in here. You get mm-hmm. people who are willing to come back for a second summer. Yeah. That <laughs> we had no idea. <laughs> it was like, please, can we get these kids back? <laughs> so what are you doing?
doing with them in those weeks you have on yeah, campus? Yeah, yeah, we uh, we have a uh, a mission that is uh, achieved through a three pronged approach: academics, exposure, and professional development. Right, and so Mario gave you a little bit of insight. We started as a four-week program and, and evolved to six-week, and it is Monday through Friday, 8 to 4.30. Wow. So it is a commitment. Yes, it is a commitment for the students. And, you know, we've had all of our courses taught by college-level instructors, right? So you get like-minded kiddos from across the community that often don't get the opportunity to celebrate in their academic prowess and their desires to grow, right, or even know how to channel a funnel that energy into what's uh, the, what in essence is their potential, right? And so you bring them on campus and they're immersed in the college environment. And so one of the first things we tell them and their parents is welcome to college. Hmm. Okay, so you're 15, 16 years old and you hear that and you experience college level courses Monday through Friday on a college campus. It's transformational, right? Uh, and so we try to mix in their fun. We get that feedback from the kids. Can it not always be academics? Can we? <laughs> What's surprising feedback from the youth of America? Yeah. Can we have good food? Right. And so, you know, all those things that you hear from kids and, and we try to be responsive to it. And it's only through, uh, you know, tremendous relationships that we're able to leverage those opportunities. Uh, so we take them off campus for site visits, right? So they get to see some behind-the-scenes uh, pharmacy and healthcare practitioners in action that many people don't get to see, even us grown-ups, right? We love to be able to see that um, and have invited guests come in, do hands-on activities. So we try to mix it up for them, uh, and the formula's working, right? And so while, yes, it does not cost a dime to participate in BEST, and actually students earn a stipend at the end of BEST upon successful completion. And the initial uh, thought was, are these students going to spend this money on the new technology or a new PS5? Or No, these kids are saving the dollars and reporting back that it has been so helpful to have that sort of nest egg as they enter college, mm -hmm. right? Uh, and so as Mario, uh, Dr. Coronado, uh, I can't believe it, you know, one of our beta group kiddos, right, Dr. Coronado today uh, will tell you that it's a decision point, right? It's a decision point. And many of our kids don't have the ability to forego earning income in the summertime, yeah. right? Uh, and so we have just been so fortunate as a program to be able to provide that for them. So, Mario, for you, looking back on this, what was the most valuable part of this program? There were two things that were the most valuable. The first was the site visits, getting to see Barnes-Jewish Hospital Express Scripts, see what it was like to be in a pharmacy, work in a pharmacy. You can almost start to picture yourself you there. You can picture yourself there. It, it's real. And the second part was the the role models that you see coming to campus like Dr. Player and Dr. Butler stopping by after a full day of work just to see what this crazy project they have going <laughs> on, how it's doing. Um, and, you know, I've looked up to him ever since that program, and it's been uh, really valuable to see him in that role. What was the biggest challenge for you as a high school student sort of thrust into welcome to college? <laughs> <laughs> um, definitely long days and uh, the commute there was challenging. So that's actually where my first stipend went towards was a uh, car for the second year. You were coming from outside of, of this, uh, you know, the immediate neighborhood. Yeah, St. Louis County. Okay. Uh, and 
than the long days. You yeah. Know? But it was worth it. But you ended up deciding this is going to be your career, and not just your career. You have come back to be an instructor with this program. That's right. I uh, decided to go to the St. Louis College of Pharmacy, had the great opportunity to work at Barnes-Jewish Hospital, stayed on there, and when the opportunity came up to teach in the program during my last year of college, I jumped on that. It was a really great experience, and I've gone back at least two more times to teach the course there and several other times to speak to the students. Do you ever think how your life might be different today if at that that point of inflection, if you had been like, you know what, I'm just going to like scoop ice cream this summer. I'm going to go work <laughs> in a movie theater. Do you think you'd be a pharmacist? Probably not. Uh, I wouldn't have had the same opportunities at the time. I was thinking engineering or something. Uh, yeah. My dad was a pharmacist in St. Louis. Um, my grandpa was a doctor. He immigrated here from Peru, uh, worked at the old Lutheran Hospital in Jefferson and Cherokee. And um, at the time, I didn't want anything to do with pharmacy. So <laughs> this was really a deciding factor in that. So even with that familiar, uh, familial mm-hmm. uh, connection to this, it really took this program to get Mario immersed in this and to realize this was his future. You know, we have lots of kiddos that are coming from various backgrounds. Mario's unique in that. Uh, as he shared his uh, story uh, with his family, that they have uh, deep-seated um, careers in healthcare, and Mario is a talented individual, much like uh, all of our kiddos coming in there. Sorry to call you guys kiddos, man, but you know, <laughs> uh, but you know, as they come in there, and and you think about it, uh, what can we do to help these students appreciate a the need? Right. There's a huge need uh, to be able to tap into their talents that they may see or not see and just expose them. Right. At the end of the day, just expose them to the various opportunities. Now, when we started BEST back in 2008, it was uh, focused on uh, hyper focused on pharmacy. Right. Mm-hmm. Although we're exposing to healthcare, it was hyper focused on pharmacy. We've evolved to pre-med nursing, therapy services, even public health uh, in the past couple of years, right? So the evolution has been great, and it's tapping the kids in so many different ways, and we're so optimistic about individuals having similar stories to Dr. Coronado and coming back and giving back, mm-hmm. right? Because it's not just about the immediate, right? When you talk about the partnering organizations, uh, you University of Health Sciences and Pharmacy, Express Script Cigna Foundation, Born Jewish Hospital Foundation, and now BJC, you're betting on the long game, right? When yeah. you talk about ROI, who gives the thumbs up for ROI that you're not going to experience for 10 years down the line, right? So students like Mario starting as rising sophomores, you got two to three more years of high school, four to six more years of college of pharmacy, right? And, and you compound that, and you hope that you can retain that talent. And if not, then what is the ripple effect of that individual that you've had the ability to touch? What communities they land in, the positive give back they're, they're going to be able to uh, do. Mario was one that we saw very early, his talent and ability. And so uh, he epitomized our uh, sort of success model. You come mm-hmm. in, you participate in the program, uh, you do extremely well. You get a opportunity to uh, earn scholarship with the University of Health Sciences and Pharmacy. You go to the pharmacy school. Hey, we can bring you on as a student pharmacist, right? So now you're getting real-life training and experience, right? And, oh, by the way, when you finish, 
how about you come on board with us, right? How yeah. about you? And all of those things happen with Mario and some of our other students as well, uh, even students that go away coming back and doing internships within our programs, right? Uh, within our organizations. And then where is that give back, right? Because it's not just about you. It never has been just about you. It's about our community. It's about our overarching health care uh, in general across this country that is in dire need for representation and closing the gaps of health disparity. So. We're talking about the best healthcare institute. That is Stephen Player, who's a co-founder of that. Uh, we're also joined by Mario Coronado, who is a graduate today, himself a pharmacist. If you're inspired to apply for this program or encourage a young person in, in your life to apply to it, we have full details at stlonair.show. Um, Stephen, thinking about how this program has grown and changed, I wonder if in the beginning it was maybe harder to find um, pharmacists who looked like the students, but now you're sort of growing your own. Yes, absolutely. Uh, the upshot, ironically, the first year, uh, because of the program directors, co-directors, you have myself, right, representing BJC Healthcare today. You have Dr. Isaac Butler, who is representing the University of Health Sciences and Pharmacy uh, as the Chief Diversity Officer and VP of Student uh, Advancement. And then you also have the better half of the uh, player family with Dr. Celeste Player, who is representing uh, Express Script Cigna, right? So collectively, right from the onset, you have three black pharmacists talking to a program field of students of color. Mm, that's huge. Right? That is huge in and of itself. And then not to mention Dr. Butler's wife, who's also uh, is on faculty at uh, Southern Illinois University Edward Vills in their pharmacy program. She too is a pharmacist. So we would have these real talk sessions, right? So at that time, of course, it was 14 years ago, right? We're much younger at that point. And so we could connect a little bit more with the students, right? Now it's like, you old fogey, you know, just <laughs> <laughs> bring Dr. Cornell in. Let's, let's hear from the real folks that are close to you. But, you know, those early footprints, I mean, fingerprints that you get to uh, leave that mark on the students. And so we were very intentional on constructing uh, the program with instructors that, A, looked like the students that were in the program, and if they didn't, were committed to advancing uh, students in that, exposing and expansion those students. And so we've been very fortunate, and even with the interview process, right, bringing these students through and having a diverse group of interviewers who are fighting every year, please don't forget me, I want to come back because they see the energy uh, in the kids uh, coming through. It's just been a very unique situation uh, for us, and it would not be possible again. I think St. Louis is one of the biggest relationship town, mm -hmm. and that can work in your benefit, or it can work to the opposite, yeah. right? And this is one that I think the um, it's worked very positively. And Mario, you have maintained this relationship. Being on the other side of that lectern, can you relate to these kids that are now coming through this program, just kind of grappling with these questions you had to grapple with? Absolutely. I'm <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, really been grateful for all of my opportunities uh, with the program. I've participated in the inter interviews, and you know it really hit home not too long ago when I was interviewing a candidate for a student position at the hospital, and it was a best alumni. <laughs> so that's I can awesome. To him did you give him the job? Yeah. <laughs> he did get the job on his own merits. Yes, as you say, this is a relationship. This is town. a relationship town. You know. <laughs> 
<laughs> but they earned the job. They earned the job. Yeah. yeah. Kindest so these, young men. These graduates are now doing good work across the city. That's helping yes. us deal with yes. the ongoing pharmacy shortage, mm-hmm. other shortages in healthcare. Absolutely. This is huge. Well, Mario Coronado, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. And Mario is the inpatient pharmacy supervisor at Barnes Jewish Hospital, also a graduate of the Best Healthcare Institute program all the way back in 2008. Yeah. Stephen Player, thank you so much thank for joining so us. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And Stephen is the vice president of diversity, equity, and inclusion at BJC Healthcare, also co-director and co-founder of the Best Healthcare Institute. Now, if you're interested in this program, applications are due next Friday. That's March 11th. And so if you're an underrepresented high school student in the St. Louis area um, or a high school graduate who has college acceptance, we have a link to that application on our website. That's stlonair.show. Don't miss out on this opportunity. This episode was produced by Alex Hoyer with audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Dorr. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thanks. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.